everybody. Uh, you got a pose in the matrix here, and we are back after being gone for last weekend and uh, for a couple weekends, actually. Um, we both had uh, some things to do. Actually, Brian was gone two weekends ago. Um, he was moving, and if you're our age and you move, it's not easy. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so, no. So we, uh, you know, he had a move, and uh, he's finally gotten it all accomplished. He's in his new place. They're in their new place, excuse me, and um, and they're doing really well. I got to get out of this. I got these stupid, smiley-looking faces laughing at me, and I have real people to do that. I don't need icons to do it. (laughs) Anyway. Um, we got a lot to talk about, folks. Um, a lot to talk about. Yeah. By the way, hi, Brian. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to leave you <laughs> out. It's been a it's been a long day, doctors' visits and everything else. Um, but um, so Brian, uh, we were talking the other day, and and you showed me uh, where you told me about. Um, and folks, we're going to get into a lot of things. Okay, so. Uh, we're not into any one thing tonight, so uh, just bear with us. But um, you told me to, to go to Google, or I, I have Google Earth, so I went there. But um, And you were telling me about um, a uh, an object underwater between uh, the California coast and the, and, the, um, and the islands out, the Catalina Islands, the group out there. And... Uh, so go ahead and share what you saw, and then you know we'll we'll talk about what else is out there too. Well, there's water out there. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> I, I'm trying to wake myself up. Uh, Salty. <laughs> and there's a lot of water out there. It's called ocean. Anyway, um, I, I had no time one day, which is not very often, and I was doing Google Earth, and right off the coast of California, right off Long Beach, San Pedro. Uh, between the Catalina Islands or the uh, Avalon Islands is what they call them, actual. Uh, there's about 20 miles between the coast of the Avalons and uh, um, San Pedro, Long Beach Harbor. Right. And just a little footnote, uh, Long Beach Harbor is one of the most busiest harbors, ports in the world. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, so... I was just doing Google Earth, and I said, oh, I'm going to see what's out there, you know, between the island and, and the mainland. And I looked, and I saw this. Well, first of all, there's a huge area that's all pixeled out right off the coast, and it's a big, huge area, and it's all pixeled out. And so I'm thinking, well, wow, that's weird. Why is that pixeled out? So I started looking around the edge of that area, and there was a little, like, hill under the water. And on top of this hill, which probably wasn't little, just you know, from space, there was this object that was um, very large. Um, it was, I'm just guessing because by the size of the hill and, and the, everything around it, it was hundreds of feet long and mm-hmm. had two, uh, it kind of looked like a, like a F-18 Hornet. It has the two wings in the back that come out sideways and then the fin that goes straight up on the back. Right. And then it had the two wings mid uh, fuselage. And mm-hmm. it kind of looked like that, but I'm just guessing hundreds and hundreds of feet long because it covered the top of a hill under the water. Right. 
And the way it stood out, it was bright white. You could see it, bright white. It, uh, it, and the ocean is dark, and the water is blue, but it was dark on Google Earth. And I kept thinking, what is that? Oh, that's just, that must be a glitch. And I, I got in closer, and I could see detail. This thing was a crap. Mm-hmm. I saw, you know what I saw? And I thought, wow. And it was in between, I was off the coast of the Avalon Islands, probably three or four miles, and probably 15 to 18 miles off the mainland of the United States, where we live. And I went back. I should have taken a screenshot, but I didn't. I went back the next day and looked. I told you about it, Dave, and it was gone. Oh, man. And so, but I know what I saw. And, and it's weird because right off the coast between that island and San Pedro and Long Beach, a huge part of the ocean there out a few miles is all pixeled out. You can't see it. But you go a little bit further, and you can see the valleys and the mountains and the bridges underneath the water through Google Earth. And mm-hmm. that whole area is massive. It's massive, and it's all pixeled out. And also, all along the coast going south towards San Diego, there's like a – I guess it's a waterway for the ships, all pixeled out. Huh. You, you go down the coastline a little bit, and it's not. You go to a different part of the world, to another country, check out their coastline, not pixeled out. Right. And I in Southern California here, I've noticed I've lived here five years and I've talked to you about this day. Um, I've seen a lot of weird lights and stuff flying off the coast here. And I'm not looking for this stuff. It's, it's, right. it's not hard to find here. We had an incident. I think it was last year before COVID. I was standing outside taking the dog out and I look up and there's this craft. And I, I didn't hear it. I just happened to look up, and it was orange and yellow. It had um, exhaust ports coming out the back, and it was round mm-hmm. shape. It was glowing, too, almost like it was on fire, but it wasn't. And it wasn't making any noise. And it was only a couple, maybe 1,500 feet above my head, a little bit south of me. And it took off. It must It's like it saw me. It saw me looking up at it, I guess. I don't know. But it took off. Thing covered a distance of, I don't know, I'm just guessing, uh, of 50 miles in a couple of seconds. Uh-huh. And it was gone. And then it came back and um, um, kind of hovered again and then disappeared. And uh, any given night, you go out on the beach where I live or on the coast, and it depends what time of the night, and you look around and just really pay attention because LAX is only like 20 miles away. So there's lots of aircraft coming and going. Right. Like I mentioned before to you, I think a few weeks ago, the things that I'm seeing aren't flying a a typical flight pattern of a jet. Mm -hmm. They're flying and all of a sudden they go straight up or they go straight down or they back up or they go forward or they go left and right angles fast. And I see these things at night all the time when when I walk out to the beach. Mm -hmm. So um, it doesn't surprise me that part of our coastline is pixeled out. Right. Um, secret base there? I don't know. I have no idea. But why would they pixel it out and hide it? Why would they? Mm-hmm. Get, you know, I never used to be into all this conspiracy stuff, as they say. But as I've gotten older, there are certain things you cannot just discount anymore. You just can't mm-hmm. say, ah, that's crazy. It's not. You know, and with all the stuff that's going on with COVID and politics and now the UFO um, thing is really taking 
uh, route in America. More and more people are believing in the UFOs and that they're real. Uh, Tucker Carlson tonight, did a, he's done special segments on them, and he even said he wants to do a whole show just on that. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. The U.S. government now is releasing more and more files. So so why are they – why – I'm asking just a rhetorical question. Why are they doing that? Because I think, in my opinion, they are – well, let's back up. The dark state or the deep state, whatever, you know, Trump calls it the deep state, the swamp. Well, the swamp isn't just Washington. The swamp is all the governments of the major countries of the world. It's the right. swamp. Mm-hmm. If that's straight right. It's not just us. It's Europe. It's, it's China. It's, it's, it's all the countries. It's Australia, New Zealand. All the countries are in the swamp together. Mm-hmm. And their goal, and there's always been this goal for at least the last 100 to 150 years, and is for a one world system of government. And when COVID came in, they used COVID to bring in lockdowns, to bring in these these orders. And I think for the main reason, and, it's, and maybe at first some of the states, some of the governors, I'll give them this, maybe they did it for our safety, maybe. Right. Some of them did. But they did it. They've been doing these lockdowns now because they want to see how far the people will go before they push back. Right. And it's a test run, I believe, for the one world order, the government that will rule the world during the tribulation period of the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave and I are believers. I'm a, I believe the Lord in my heart for um, over 45 years. So I believe the Lord's coming probably in our lifetime, uh, especially the way things are going. So Amen. Yeah. I'm saying all this because COVID, these lockdowns, the political situation that's going on, um, that's happened in the last year with the riots and everything, uh, the technology that we have now, the, the vaccines and the, the way they make that now. And it's not even real vaccine. It's, it's a, actually made in a lab. It's, it's, it's a bunch of nanobots put in the end of a needle and they stick it in you, basically. It's poison. Yeah. It's poison. All this stuff, folks, don't let me, don't let them fool you. It's all tied to controlling you, to bring in a one world government, take our guns away. And America is the main one, the probably the only country that is keeping this from going full bore. Mm-hmm. because of our freedoms and because of the people that live here that love our country and still believe in America and the freedoms is holding back this one world government. Right. Uh, one of these days and probably soon the Lord's going to God, the father's going to send his son to take us out of here. The, the believers, the saints, right. then all hell's going to break loose because everything is already being set up in position. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're willing to let our freedoms go for safety. Okay, but really, who do we got to be kept safe from? The terrorists, our own government. And so the UFO thing is being used to uh, and let me preface this a little bit here. Um, Are UFOs real? I I would say yes. Mm -hmm. And and just so you know, if any of you out there know, Chuck Missler uh, passed away, I think, a few years ago, Dave. Right. And he said there's over a million UFO encounters a year, I think, just in the United States. I could be wrong. It might be the world. Mm-hmm. He says, are UFOs real? And he goes, well, at least 10% of those are real. Right. So 100,000 
sightings or abductions, whatever you want to call them, are real. So you have mm-hmm. to ask me, what in the world's going on? So what's going on is some of these UFOs are reverse engineered by our government. Are there extraterrestrials? And I, I don't believe in extraterrestrials. I believe in the Nephilim. Uh, Dave and I have talked about this at length. And fallen angels, yeah. Angels have, Keep talking. I'm going to go get something. Yeah, Keep talking. Fallen angels have taken um, technology and made these crafts. And it's going to be part of the lie, folks. It's going to be part of when we're gone, they're going to use this as the great lie that the earth cleanses itself. The new age is, is has a teaching that the earth is going to cleanse itself from the from the negative forces holding us back from the utopia of a one world order. So this, this stuff that's going on, all of it. And if you know the Lord in your heart tonight and you're a Christian, don't let it scare you. Actually in the opposite, you're about to be taken home to be with the Lord. All of us. Mm -hmm. That's right. um, That's our great hope. Our hope isn't if Trump becomes president again, because if he does, it's only for four years. Who knows? It's not a for sure thing, but God and the Lord, he's a for sure thing. And he always keeps his promises. And Jesus said, I go away to prepare a place for you. If it wasn't so, I would tell you, I would tell you it wasn't true. He's basically saying, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And in my father's house are many dwelling places. And we call that heaven. So getting back to the UFOs is this technology is being used to brainwash people the vaccine is something that is going to be used to change your dna which we're going to talk about tonight right dave right so so um there's a lot to talk about but i guess the main thing i want to say tonight on this topic is don't believe everything you see on mainstream news research it yourself for sure (laughs) and put it up and compare it to what the bible says that's supposed to happen Mm-hmm. I, I talked to Dave earlier before we started the show, and I mentioned that I hate that what's happening to our country, and I'm I'm praying that Trump does get in. I want him in, but if you go by the Bible, Jesus says the last days will be like birth pains, like a woman giving birth. So they start at ten minutes apart or twelve minutes, and they get closer and more intense and more intense. That's what's happening right now, folks. These are birth mm-hmm. pains. Because the Lord's about to come back. Is Biden's administration part of that? It sure seems like it. He's taking our freedoms away. He's coming against the churches. Or the whole the border situation is out of complete control. Why, right. why would you let millions of immigrants in that are undocumented? Because you're a one world government guy. There are no borders. Mm-hmm. Biden, eventually, if, if, this, if the tribulation happened today and we were already gone, he, the Antichrist would be running it, and Biden would just mm-hmm. be one, one part of the world, and he, he'd have to, he, uh, the Antichrist would be over him. Right. So that's what's going on. And uh, tonight, it says, don't put your hope in things that the moth it will eat and you know rust and will be destroyed. Put your hope in the Lord. Put your treasure in heaven. And the right. way you put your treasure in heaven isn't money. Um, it isn't even politics. Mm-hmm. It's Jesus says, you give a cup of water in my name, your reward is great in heaven. It's your attitude as a believer. It's you're stressed out. You're going to work, trying to make ends meet. You're just exhausted. 
you see somebody has a need and you give them what you got mm-hmm. and you help them. Your reward's great. That's as a church and as believers, what we need to do. And all of us, including myself is, and it's hard because COVID has distracted us. It's gotten mm-hmm. a lot of the church off of the love of the Lord onto when's this going to end? When am I going to get my freedoms back? Well, right. you know, we are already free. As Jesus says, if the son makes you free, you are free indeed. That's right. We born free. We were born with the Holy born again with the Holy Spirit. So no matter what the government does, we're free. Mm-hmm. And uh, so um, tonight we're going to the vaccine, Dave. Sorry, I'll let you take. No, that's OK. No, no. Because we, we need to touch some more about what, what's on the bottom of the ocean floor over there. Yeah. Um, so, go ahead. No, go, no, go ahead, oh. Brian. Uh, well, after after Brian told me about that craft, I went there and looked. And um, Brian described that there's two oil rigs out there, which there are. And he said, kind of look north and to the east of the oil rigs. And I did. And I really kind of zoomed in as far as I could. Because if you zoom in with Google or too much, all of a sudden it puts you flat on the water. <laughs> you can't see anything. But um, if you um, if you get down as close as you can, there's actually where he was talking about. Now, he was talking about something on a mountaintop. What I saw was down at the bottom of the, you know, whatever it is, a plane or whatever it is down there. And um, it was round and it was black. Okay. Um, black as black can be. Okay. It had a little bit of red in it, and I don't know what that was, but um, it didn't belong there. Let's just put it that way. And so, so then I'm, I'm going like, okay, well, I, I'm going to follow the follow this back over to the coast and see what I can find. I, you know, I zoomed out a little bit and it went over, and um, south of where you're talking about, and I cannot remember where those places to save my life. Um, if you look out at the ocean, kind of where where it curves back out, you know, you got your LA basin that curves in. And then where it starts to curve back out again a little bit, right there mm-hmm. in the water, there are two structures, and they have to be man-made. Uh, they're covered with silt or whatever, but they're definitely man-made because each each corner has a right angle. Okay? Oh. And that doesn't happen in nature very often, if at all. Oh. And, uh, and they're, they're gigantic complex, I swear. Um there must be you, – you could probably fit uh, half of Los Angeles in this complex um, the way it looks. Now, that's probably an exaggeration, but but it's there, and um, it's there for you to see. So if you want to see it, check it out tonight before it disappears. But, um, you know, they'll, they'll black it out or they'll airbrush it out or whatever. But um, so that was pretty neat. And then I, I was sharing with Brian, and I've shared it on this radio show before – that um, my 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 belief myself is that um, that what they're trying to do is um, with CERN is they're trying to uh, create something that now CERN puts out like a million times more. Uh, um, how am I trying to say gravity or um, electromagnetic force than the Earth's magnetic field? Um, I mean, it makes Earth's magnetic field look like it doesn't even exist. And uh, so the, the theory, my theory is that um, when God, just before the flood, when um, God imprisoned all the fallen angels, put them down in um, Tartarus, um, 
what he did is he put him in there, and then during the flood, he cocked the earth 23 and a third degrees. And kind of like a lock mechanism, you know, you put something in and then you close it, and then it can't get back out. Um, I, the best thing I could do to, to kind of illustrate it is the, the light in my stove, of all things. You know, I can move the, the cover of the light this far, and then it comes off. I put a new light bulb in and put it back on, and then turn it, and it's locked again. Um so anyway, um, their purpose, I think, is to turn Earth back from 23 and a third, yeah, 23 and a third to zero to unlock that mechanism and all the, all the beings out of the abyss, which is the Bible seems to allude it will happen for a time. But um, so I'm like, okay, well, you know, have they taken into account that if an, what if an error happens? What if they use too much power or too little? What if they cock it to 26 degrees or, you know, that would cause like a perpetual winter in the winter time in some areas. Um, or what if they, they, they went to uh, the other extreme and cocked at 23 degrees the other way. So if you understand physics at all, you understand that if, if um, a good example would be a forklift. A forklift on one end of it has this gigantic weight. Um, it must be two or three thousand pounds at least is a solid piece of metal and that's that's why the forklift can go along and it can pick up such a heavy load because it's got that counterbalance so i think what they're what they're doing is um well let me, let me back up a little bit there's actually online you can get to it it's called the tunneling tool and you can actually find out exactly what's on the other side of the earth from where you're sitting right here you know <laughs> or you down in, in L.A. or, you know, anybody else listening into this can see what's exactly on the other side of the earth. You know, it might be most likely ocean. But um, so I was looking at it, and exactly on the other side of the earth from um, from CERN or Switzerland, the Switzerland-French border, is a little area that's just off of a group of islands called the Chatham Islands. Now, I just sent Brian a picture because I thought I sent to him early, but I didn't. And if you look at the pictures, which you can't, but if you get Google Earth and you look at Chatham Island, look at the big island with the lagoon and kind of go just south of the lagoon. Um, there's actually a grove of trees that's formed into an arrow, kind of a stylized arrow that goes down like this, you know, and it's pointing at this odd-looking building that I wouldn't build. And the building looks like, you know, like like a head with a little bit of a body and hands going like this, almost like somebody's giving praise to somebody. It's the oddest thing I've ever seen. And none of the other buildings on the island look like that. Okay. So my belief is that they're putting, putting a counterbalance down there. Now, with this in mind, I, I know that China wants to build their own accelerator, Mm-hmm. And um and and I know the one area where they want to put it just north, kind of north uh, northwest of Beijing. And I said, okay, what's on the other side of the Earth of that? Well, if you look, if you do that, you know the tunneling tool again, you come to this little area that's uh, I think like Montevideo is down there. It's where um, Argentina and a couple of those little countries all join. And there's I think the river is uh, Rio Negro or something that comes out there and goes out into the Atlantic. And um, I'm like, that's kind of interesting because about three or four years ago, maybe longer now, time goes so fast, um, a spectacle happened down in South America where in many of the countries in that area, you know, uh, northern, northeastern Argentina, 
Uh, I keep wanting to say Bolivia, but I think it's another one of those uh, little countries. I can't remember. Um, in southern Brazil, um, all the water just went way out to sea, and nobody could figure out why. While on the other side of the Atlantic, over in South Africa, they were having gigantic waves hitting the coast. So that was the displacement of water. It was going from one place to another. And what would do that? Well, maybe tinkering around with moving the rotation of the Earth or the axis of the Earth. But anyway, um, so, um, Brian, we were talking about something else in this regard, too, um, that you had seen. Oh, I can't remember what it was right now. Um, but... Um, well, I wanted what I wanted to get to real quick before we move on to the the vaccines and stuff like that. I got a little Chewini trying to jump up on my lap, so you got to excuse me. She's very distracting. Come on, come on. Okay, stay down there then. Okay, um, I just finished a book by yep, there she is by David Jacobs. Um, he's a an abduction researcher and a hypnotist. A, and he doesn't hypnotize like most people do. Um, he doesn't lead or give leading questions and stuff like that. Well, anyway, he, he goes through, uh, um, and the book is called, actually it's called They're Walking Among Us. Mm-hmm. And it's about these, um, according to him, they've actually refined uh, the human hi- the human alien hybrid to where they look just like me and you. Uh, there's no difference whatsoever. And this kind of it's kind of troubling because um, several years ago, when I was opining my my first wife's um, death, um, the Lord spoke to me and said, "Well, you'll see her again, but it won't be her." And I'm like, "Oh, this is interesting," you know. And and Jim said that something like that happened to him too. But anyway, um, so I I've got this vision of people you know answering their doors. It's dead relatives. Hey, I'm not really dead, or I was dead, and the universe brought me back to life and now I'm here and you, your Christianity is bupkis. It's nothing. It's not true. The fact that I'm here is the fact that, um, you know, that other things are true and that you believe, believing a lie all these years. Well, anyway, with this in mind, with this book in mind, I, I went to uh, Daniel and um, in chapter two, Daniel um, is talking to King Nebuchadnezzar and he's talking about the statue that, that King Nebuchadnezzar had in his dream. And King Nebuchadnezzar saw a, a giant statue, and the top was made of gold. Uh, the uh, center was made of silver. The bottom was made of bronze. And uh, the legs, um, I think the bottom of the hips and the legs were made of uh, um, steel, or I think iron is what they used back then. And uh, and he and they went. He goes down all the way down to the toes, and he says the toes are made of iron and clay. And um, those are two things that do not go together, by the way. <laughs> and um, and so he's describing the statue, explaining that the head is is Nebuchadnezzar and his is Babylon, and that the silver is with the two arms of the Medes and the Persians. Uh, the center part is the Greek Empire. All these empires that are going to come after Nebuchadnezzar. The legs was the Roman Empire. It had two different, you know, it had Eastern, the Orthodox, and then, it, you know, with Constantinople, then it had Rome. Um, and then the feet, um, you know, there's there's two feet with ten toes. 
and a lot of people suppose that this is supposed to be the um, the end time ten kingdoms in Europe. I think it's going to be on a more grand scale than just Europe, but that's just my <laughs> thoughts. Um, anyway, in Daniel two two forty three. Now bear in mind, this guy is talking about the alien. Um, uh, the aliens haven't perfected, and they're not aliens, they're fallen angels, by the way, and demons, um, have perfected um, a hybrid. He calls them hubreds, human breads. And um, so uh, he said that they, they, they're so real that they're, they're almost indistinguishable. There are some things that, that are in this book that will help you to distinguish them in the future if you ever have to. Okay. Um, but anyway... So uh, Daniel 2.43 says, And whereas thou saw the iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave to one another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. Well, like Chuck Missler said, if they are mingling with the seed of men, then they are something other than the seed of men. Okay, and I think that that's a direct correlation to what this guy is writing about. By the way, his name is David Jacobs. He's, he's, he's pretty cool for a secular guy to read his stuff. But um, um, you got to remember, he's coming from a secular angle. So <laughs> um, keep that in mind while you're reading it. But um, so and he's talking about an infiltration where they're going to try to re- actually make more hybrids and then hybrids breed with humans and thus creating a more human-like hybrid and, and everything else. Same thing that happened before the flood, but without the giants. And mm-hmm. it's happening in a clinical sort of way instead of uh, in a sexual sort of way. But um, for now, anyway. Um, so anyway, that being the case, I think that, um, you know, these things, these, these uh, this big structure that's out in the ocean that we see, um, in that satellite picture is probably one of the bases that they use to do stuff like this. Um, <clears throat> there are other places, excuse me. Um, Mount Shasta is supposed to be another one. There's supposed to be a big dumb base under there, a uh, deep underground uh, military base. Um, uh, and a lot of other, a lot of other areas around the world are like that. A lot of Air Force bases have bases under them. The Denver airport has a base under it. So um, now this kind of is uh, going to lead us into the the uh, the vaccine. I almost said the mutation, which is kind of the same difference. <laughs> but um, yeah. there's there's a lot of people out there that, um, and, and surprisingly enough, there are some rabbis that are speaking out on this. And I sent Brian a link to that, and I could send it to anybody that wants it. Just send me an email, but. Um, they, um, what they're doing with this M- mRNA vaccine is they're putting it into you. It goes into your cells and it tricks your body into thinking that your cells are the virus. Okay. Um, but it's supposed to change your cells to its DNA instead of your cells DNA. Well, my question is what happens if your cells, if your antibodies make a mistake? Well, this guy, this rabbi, uh, addressed it, your body would start producing antibodies against your body and it would become an autoimmune disease. So, you know, we've got all these people parading, oh, yeah, I got the vaccine, nothing happened, I'm fine, la, 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 mm-hmm. you know, hallelujah, praise the Lord, and everything else. And 
Um, but we were, you know, we're only two or three months down the road here, and we really don't know what's going to happen. And that's why, you know, if you got, if you're a believer and you got the vaccine, just pray. You know, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Um, but um, does it change our DNA and make us in the, make people into hybrids? Well, quite possibly. But you started out as a human, and you're going to go to heaven as a human. But um, that's right. It's it's uh, so you know there's nothing to really worry about because I know I get letters sometimes from people. You know, well, if it messed me up that way, did I give up my humanity? No, you didn't give up your humanity. God would not allow that to happen. You know, He would um, He would make allowances for that. Um, a lot of people are equating it with the mark of the beast. Uh, I think Brian, you and I both agree it's not the mark of the beast. It's it's a precursor, probably, but um, the mark of the beast is going to be forced on people, um, and it's going to be um, it's going to be a visible mark. Actually, it's not going to be a shot in the arm. And um, I've never heard of an injection that's given in the right hand or in the forehead, except for maybe Botox. Um, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's funny to watch people after they've had Botox injections. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, um, so what they're doing is they're they're polluting our world. And, and by the way, in Revelation, it says that God will destroy those who destroy the world. Okay. So all these chemtrailers, you know, they're 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 not going to be very happy when they pass on. And may that may that come quickly. Um, but um, now, Brian, what about some of the side effects of of the vaccine? I know we've talked about it before on here, and I don't want to, you know, go into too much. But um, well, first of all, let's we were talking about the other day about Daniel and about um, civil civil disobedience and. When we're called to be civilly disobedient, and uh, maybe that's something we should talk about real quick, and um, and, uh, and and go that direction, and then we can talk about uh, not taking the shot being civil disobedience. So right. Oh, oh, oh wait, one thing. That, uh, more things have happened. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just got to tell you, um, something happened today. Um, okay. I saw a doctor, and I have something called long callers from COVID is you just keep getting the symptoms over and over and over again. You're not infectious, but you know, you get a fever and you're short of breath and, and other things. And, and I actually had a doctor today try to tell me that if I took the vaccine, that it would help my, my short time, my short timers, they wouldn't help that. Nothing can help that. Um, my, my long haulers yeah. uh, to get better. So now they're telling me that, you know, if I take the shot, it's, it's actually going to make, the long haulers better where my doctor, my real doctor had disagreed and said, no, with all his conditions, it would probably make them worse. So they don't even, they, they're, they're talking out of, you know, this orifice and other orifices that we won't talk about. And, um, and nobody knows anything of what, what's going on. But anyway, um, I'm sorry I interrupted Brian, but I had to get that story. And that doctor was hilarious. I just wanted to laugh at her. Yeah, because, you know, they don't really know because they just don't know. We've had this disease. This disease actually has been around longer than a year. It's been around a long, long time. Uh, You know, it's it's a bio disease. It was used to get people sick on purpose. 
But that's another story. But about the vaccine, I'm glad you brought it up because since the last time we talked about this, more more details have come up about how the vaccine is affecting people. I have an article here. I'm going to read it to the audience. It's called uh, The Daily Exposed. And this is the title of this article that I got off of uh, the Internet. Number of pregnant women suffering miscarriages after having COVID vaccine increases by 483%. Oh, my seven, goodness. In seven weeks. Oh, my I'm going to read that one more time. I want our audience to really, especially you ladies out there, number of pregnant women suffering miscarriage after having COVID vaccine increases by 483% in just seven weeks. And, you know, maybe I can send an article to you, Dave, and you can download it for our audience or something. But yeah, uh, scary. But <clears throat> that's just one uh, article right there. Uh, there's another one I want to read to you. It's been I've had this one for a while. Um, hospitals in France forced to slow down COVID vaccinations as health care workers fall ill. Right. Of the vaccine. Mm hmm. So the healthcare workers in France that are taking the vaccine are getting sick from the vaccine and they have to miss work and they're taking ill in the hospital. Yeah. So, so um, let's see. Let's see. There's another one here. Just give me one minute here. I have to, my phone's a little slow, but I don't want to just be myself or, you know, Dave, this is actual articles that mm -hmm. are out there. Um, let's see here. Almost there. Um, all the little pop-up ads when you hit something. Uh, uh, into the super yeah, it says uh, the actual vaccine, this is Natural News, which a lot of people know about. It's a huge website. That's a great site. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Situation Update, March 16th, 2021, March 16th. Um, let's see. The mass vaccination of human populations is turning vaccinated people into super strain factories who are churning out mutant, deadly strains of coronavirus that may de de devastate humanity. A top vaccination scientist, Dr. Bashi, is warning that mass vaccinations may, may create an unstoppable monster and that mass vaccinations during the pandemic could transform the relatively harmless coronavirus we first saw into a deadly biological weapon. Yeah. So the actual vaccines could take basically the flu and make it a super pandemic. That's a real one. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, we talked about this a few weeks ago about the vaccines. It's the first time in human history that a vaccine is made, not from the actual virus in the past right. it was the actual virus, as we know, just a small dose of it was put in your body so your body can make antibodies to fight it off. Mm -hmm. uh, chicken pox is one of those things. And so this one is not done that way. This one is all DNA related. It's all artificial. And the vaccine goes into your bloodstream, into your DNA, and makes your DNA produce the virus. Right. Making your body produce the virus, it also is changing your DNA cells in order to do that. Mm -hmm. And that 
is living with you the rest of your life. And you still can get COVID. People are still getting COVID after getting vaccinated. Oh, yeah. In Israel, I think 2,500 or 25,000. I can't remember the number. There was a 25 in there. It was more than 250. So less yeah. than 2,500 came down with COVID after being vaccinated. It's like, what's the use? <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> folks, it's just crazy. It's just ludicrous. They're lying to us. If it put this way, if this was a real pandemic, like a real one, like a biblical one, they said it was going to be biblical proportions with the governor of California having dinner with his family in a $500 plate restaurant with no mask, you know, would, would they be doing that? Would no. Nancy Pelosi go and get her hair done in San Francisco with no mask if she was so afraid of this pandemic? Mm-hmm. It's because they're using right. this pandemic to change our laws, to control us. Bottom line, that's what they're doing. Exactly. And they're still, thank God, there's still Republican governors out there and their states are doing fine. Mm-hmm. So, but back on the vaccine, I'll try not to get distracted. Dave. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's fine. I go on these bunny trails. I can't help it. It's just, it's in my DNA. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, so, <laughs> we should be. I want to use it. I'm kind of lost, but when it comes to all that's going on with the vaccinations, the COVID, the number one thing that I think has been the number one thing that most people feel have felt during this last year, and they felt a lot depression, you know, uh, anxiety, loss Mm -hmm. of somebody who died, which my heart goes out to you. And and that's a horrible thing. Unless they they know the Lord, then you're going to see them again. Thank God. They know the Lord. And the number do. one thing I think that's <laughs> yeah. been out there, that's been the number mm-hmm. one underlying emotion, is fear. Right. It's fear. And fear, when, you get, when you're fearful, it goes into all the other emotions. Anxiety comes from fear. Worry is obviously a direct relation to fear. You're fearing something, so you're worrying about it. Mm-hmm. So the media, the mainstream media, if you watch them long enough, it's all fear-based, even the local news. They never give yeah. you any hope. And at the very end, maybe toward the end of their newscasting, they show some happy story. But most of it is fear-based. And most mm-hmm. of it's to make you feel like, unless the government helps me or I get help, I can't go through this by myself. Right. So um, the virus has been used as a weapon of fear. And I'm not saying the virus is not real. I believe it's a real virus, but I just don't believe it's as deadly as they say it is. Exactly. And I know I have family and friends that have gotten sick from it, but I don't know anybody who's died, but I know some have died. But the numbers of the death and the sicknesses and the, you know, they do the count, how many are infected, those numbers and they're finding out now have been exaggerated by at least 50% around mm-hmm. the country. Mm-hmm. So whatever you think the COVID deaths are, take about le- at least 50%, if not more, off of that. Why are they doing this? Because you can control somebody if they're afraid. The right. bully at school, they use the typical, you know, the whole analogy of the bully at the school, Dave. Why are you afraid of the bully? Because he intimidates you. Right. He might be bigger. He might be taller. He may not be that big of a person. He might just be meaner. So you intimidate. So what happens is you start being fearful. Next thing you know, you don't walk home from school the same way because you don't want to 
come across the bully. Right. And so you're full of fear and it changes your life. And you think about it, folks, living in fear is a horrible, horrible way to live. Mm -hmm. It changes your whole life. I know there's people out there lock themselves in the house and won't go out because they're afid they're going to die from the virus. Yeah. They're, they're going to get sick from something else or they're afraid they're going to hit by a car. Mm -hmm. And the vaccines are supposed to take the fear away, make us feel better. But now they're telling us if you get the vaccine, you still might have to wear a mask. Right. I use that. Because it's bogus, folks. Yeah. That's why. And they know it is. If this was mm -hmm. a true pandemic and this was a real virus uh, and this was a real vaccine that actually worked, they would not say that. But right. they know these vaccines are not 100%. Yeah, they might work a little bit. I'm not saying they don't work, but they're not, they're not, putting, betting, the, they're not betting the race on it, folks, these scientists and our government. So why are they doing this? Because they want us in fear so they can control you. And you know the way, the best way to get – to take care of fear is to deal with it head on. Deal right. with fear that is head on. Because I tell you right now, I'm 62. And a lot of things I used to fear, whatever it was growing up and going through life, never materialized. Mm -hmm. It never materialized the way I thought it was going to happen. I'm not saying right. I didn't at times. And I know there's some of you out there right now going through horrible times. Mm -hmm. But you know the Lord in your heart. Don't be afraid. He has a reason for it. There's something he wants to show you. And I know you're probably yelling at me. Well, you don't know what I'm going through. I don't. I don't. I can speak to myself for myself. And it's um, I, I've been afraid many times. And mm -hmm. the thing is, fear will cripple you. You can't make good, clear decisions. So they have a they have a a pandemic and say we're going to get the vaccine, everything's going to be okay. Now we got the vaccine, and now they're saying it's not going to be okay. Now they're saying, now in France, if you notice, I think it's in France, they, the, they're locking down again. Mm -hmm. and, and now they're thinking it's going to come over here, and everybody's, oh, no, they're locked down again, they're locked down again. It's all intimidation, and the best way to, to stop a bully from intimidating you is to stand up to them. Right. Doing it and doing it and doing it. Why? Because it works. Mm -hmm. And you know, our country, the church world, and the citizens of this country say, I've had enough. They're going to keep doing this. Yeah, that's right. You have enough, vote new leaders in. Vote to have the laws changed so there's no cheating in the voting. Florida's mm -hmm. doing it, and Georgia's doing that. And the left is going crazy over it because they're trying. They want the next election fixed. They, they want to win every election from this day forward, and they're trying right. to fix it. That's why... These immigrants are coming across the border. And think about it. Uh, and Dave, think about this, too. Is they're not testing these immigrants coming across the border. Uh -uh. They're not giving them COVID shots. They're putting them in little areas. There's hundreds of them. I, I heard there was an area that for, uh, for the immigrants, the migrants to come. that was going to hold 250. There's 2,000 in there. In a yeah, place that's 250. Uh-huh. Talk about a super spreader event. If they're so worried about this disease, why in the world would they do that? And then they put them in our country and let them go. Yeah. And that's not it's, the only disease they're bringing across either. <laughs> that's the least. COVID is the least of our worries, what they're bringing across. And I'm not yeah. saying all of them are bringing disease. Some of them are real families, and they want to start a life here. And that's another whole thing I don't want to get into tonight, the whole immigration thing. But my point is the government knows this disease is not what they say it is. Mm -hmm. And they're afraid to let go of the power. So now we have a vaccine, and now they're saying, 
you still have to get a mask. And, and now it was two shots. Now it's one shot. But now in France, the workers are getting sick from the vaccine. Right. It was 500% increase in women losing their babies in seven mm-hmm. weeks. And so anybody and out there. And it's supposed to make men um, uh, sterile, too. Right. Yeah. Don't take it. If you've already taken it and you're a believer, uh, remember um, Paul, Apostle Paul, um, it was in Book of Acts, and he was making a fire. It was at night, and he made a fire, and he went to grab some stick to throw under the fire, and a stick hit him. Right. And it was a poisonous snake, and these, these guys around the fire were looking at him like, when's he going to drop dead? The snake should have killed him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. And they were amazed, and they knew God was with him. So if you're a believer tonight, if you've already taken the vaccine, don't worry about it. And right. I can tell you right now, if you're a believer, your DNA was changed when you got saved. And let me tell you, the Holy Spirit's not going to let your DNA get changed because of some vaccine. Right. If you're exactly. a believer, uh, your DNA's been changed for eternity, and God's not going to allow anybody to touch that. Mm-hmm. So you can rest tonight knowing you're saved, you're okay, and whatever Satan tried to do through this vaccine is backfired. It's not going to work on you. You are right. immune to because you're a believer. Mm-hmm. And so it's not going to mess your DNA. It doesn't mean you're going to make it sick. Yeah, you might. But it's not going to change your DNA. It's not going to make right. you different. God right. saved you. You are the way you were. And he's going to keep you until the day of redemption. And mm-hmm. that's what the script So this vaccine well, is just um, a tool and a weapon against mm-hmm. America, against the world. And um, the more... The time goes on. Even today, I've heard more things. I don't have it down or I read them. How more and more people are getting sick from the vaccine. Yeah. And it's it's getting them sick. Mm-hmm. So that's all I get to say, Dave. Sorry, what's going on? Well, I, I know that. I listen to that. And I, I, I'm not trying to get people to, to switch to Judaism or anything else. But I listen to that rabbi. Definitely not a Christian, as far as I can tell. And um, he talked about one lady, um, they lost their son in a motorcycle accident, the mother and father did in Israel, and he died from that accident. And the government called them up and said, can we put COVID-19 on the death certificate? And they said, no, he died in an accident. He died from the accident. Well, no, but can we put COVID-19 on there? And they said, no, you cannot put COVID-19 on there. The accident killed them. It wasn't COVID-19. Right. So, and then he was talking about something similar to what's happening in this country, that if you go in there with any other ailment into the emergency room in Israel um, or any other kind of disease other than COVID, the government pays the hospital so many, I think he said like 15,000 shekels. You know, wow. for that patient, which isn't very much when you convert it to, you know, American money. But um, he, he said, but if you go in there with COVID or if they mark it down as COVID and you didn't even have it, that they pay 75,000 shekels wow. uh, to the hospital. The government does. So the corruption is worldwide. OK, it's not just in this country. It's all over the world. And. um Right now, as a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you remember your history, um, after World War II, there was something called the Nuremberg Trials. And uh, part of the trials is where they, they um, actually uh, prosecuted the doctors. Uh, Mengele, Dr. Mengele happened to escape. 
but a lot of doctors didn't. Um, and some of them were closely tied to Dr. Mengele. Dr. Mengele was, was um, instrumental and um, guilty of performing operations on people without anesthesia, um, you know, cutting off limbs to see how long it would take a person to die, um, giving injections uh, of what of God knows what. Nobody knew what was in the injections. And uh, so any, there, there are a group of uh, Israeli lawyers and Israeli um, rabbis that are going before the world court. And they're going to what they're going to press in the world court is that the Israeli government is doing the same thing that Mengele did. He's, he's using an untested vaccine on people and using the people as the test subjects. And so hopefully the Hague will see this, you know, the world court and the Hague will see this and declare that that these people are right. And if that does happen, I want to know about it quick because I'm going to spread that news all over this country um, because that's the world court. You know, a lot of times I don't care about the world court. I think that sometimes they're a little buttinsky when it comes into world affairs. They're, they're the people that want to sue our soldiers for, uh, you know, or, or accuse them of murder because they go into other countries and fight and stuff like that. But in this case, I'm, I'm really pulling for uh, these people that are suing that, uh, this, this comes about to where the world court rules that no, this, this is a violation of the Nuremberg laws. And, um, you can look up the Nuremberg laws. You can, um, you can find them on Wikipedia of all places. Um, but, uh, one of them is that you will do no, no tests on people without their consent and without them knowing what they're getting. And that's exactly what, uh, what COVID-19 is. You don't know what you're getting. And you know, Brian, I found an out. For, uh, for COVID-19 on religious reasons, um, that in order for something to, and according to the Torah, for something to be valid, it has to be provable, and you have to be able to be sued or prosecuted if it goes wrong. And the pharmaceutical companies have made it to where they can't be sued if a vaccine harms somebody. So the Torah prohibits us, prohibits us from, Jews that is, from taking uh, anything into our bodies that we don't know about and that we don't know what the, what the cause will be and that there's no liability to the person that's giving us to put it into our bodies. So right there. And all wow. you Christians that think the Torah is no good anymore, maybe you might want to reconsider I that know. the law still is valid. <laughs> well, it uh, never goes out of style. Yeah. Never. So. Anyway, I was really surprised to hear about that. Uh, there, most and you know, most rabbis. Uh, you you got to realize that there there are um, there are rabbis in Israel that are like Billy Graham, you know, in status. I'm saying, and then there are rabbis that are like my pastor right down the street here. You know, uh, Billy Graham's dead. I shouldn't use him. Franklin Graham. Um, there's really no comparison when it comes to. Notoriety. Let's put it that way. He's in, they're both the same in the eyes of the Lord. Yeah. Um, but if you bring up Franklin Graham, almost everybody knows about him. If I bring up my pastor around the corner, they're going to go, "Who's that?" So anyway, um, there's so there's rabbis that are very um, they call them the higher ones. Uh, and to, to me, they remind me a lot of the Sanhedrin, and that really bothers me. But um, so they're the ones, and they're taking money. 
they're they're making people go get the COVID shot. They're just telling them go get it because it's a good deed. It's a another minion, um, a mitzvah. Because if you get the COVID shot and you don't get sick, you won't give it to somebody else. But what if you get the COVID shot and you do get sick and you give it to somebody else? That's a bad deed right there, right? Um, so anyway, uh, it's crazy stuff. It's it's I I would like to get more of the and I and I have in a sense gotten more of a, a Christian perspective on it. And Christians are being um, for the most part by the the uh, the mainstream uh, people are telling them to go get their shots. I'm talking about Episcopalians, Methodists, um, uh, Catholics, and and stuff like that. You know, they're being told, you know, obey the government, go get the shot. Um, however, there's a large segment of Christianity that that thinks there's something fishy, there's something wrong about this, and it's discernment. It's discernment that there's something wrong. Um, but the ones that really surprised me are the ones that know there's something wrong, but they still go get it anyway because yeah. the government's telling them what to do. And, you know, maybe the pastor is like, well, the government, you know, you shouldn't question the government. And, it's, and I think back on the Tuskegee experiments back in the early 1900s where they deliberately infected African-Americans down in Tuskegee, uh, was it Alabama? I think it's in Alabama. And, um, and then said that they were given them antibiotics to see how the antibiotics worked, uh, or medicines anyway, because I don't think there were very many antibiotics back then. Uh, where in actuality, they weren't giving them anything, and these people were dropping like flies, you know, and, and it's, it's the same thing all over again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the skeegy experiments all over again. And um, I don't know. It's just... Uh, my dad told me a long time ago, he says, a wise man learns from his mistakes, but a wiser man learns from the mistakes of others. And That's really good. And uh, I was going to crack a joke, but I'll get in a lot of trouble if I do. Uh, but anyway, um, it's, 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 it's important to watch. Um, and I, because I told uh, somebody at work, I said, well, I'm going to watch what happens to other people first. You know, I'm, I have no intention of taking it whatsoever. But my excuse to them that that day was I wanted to see, you know, you know, if uh, if you get your wife pregnant and the kid comes out with two, three arms and four legs, you know, I I pretty well know that it might have been caused by the the COVID nineteen vaccine, you know, or something like that, you know. And um, you know, I joke around about it a lot at work and stuff like that, and. Uh, I got this this kid. I love I love him to death. I work with him. He's probably like 32 now, and uh, he's a nurse and um, very self conscious about himself. and And I'll go, Are "You feeling okay? You know, what do you mean?" I go, "You you kind of look off today. You know, you got that zombie look in your eyes. You know, are you feeling all right? You know, and really?" And I go, <laughs> "Start laughing." <laughs> I tell him, "No, not really." That's what it rise out of you, but. Um, I think that maybe that joke is going to become prophetic one of these days because I know, right? <laughs> but like um, the joke I told you earlier in the day, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'll tell you later. Remember the one about the two guys behind the cars with the rifles? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a anyway. good joke. <laughs> so, oh, go ahead. I interrupt. Yeah. 
No, no, that's okay. Uh, I'm just I'm just looking down our list of um, because you know Barbara asked me today. She says, "What are you guys going to talk about?" And I says, "I don't know, but I've gotten it all written down." My <laughs> <laughs> uh, my brain is kind of cloudy today, anyway. Yeah. But um, um, uh, today, if there's okay, that was the Torah. No guarantee. Rabbis, chemtrails. Yeah, let's let's talk about the chemtrails, what they're doing, and if the vaccines could be acting against us uh, because of the chemtrails. You know, could I, I was going to add to a little bit about the vaccine. Is oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, just because we talked earlier about is it scriptural to refuse the vaccine from the government? Right. Right. You just kind of mentioned that, and in Daniel chapter three, verse sixteen. And also in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 4, verses 18 to 20, uh, in Daniel, the, um, the king gave an order to worship an image. And um, Radshak, Meshach, and Abednego, if anybody knows the scripture, refused the three. And see, and, he, and they said, and this because people are saying, well, you need to, like you said, and I hear Christians all the time, we need to be a good example to the government, to our neighbors, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's like a, almost like a, um, a social pressure put on you to take the vaccine or to do to not come against the lockdowns because you know we have to look a certain way and be a certain way. And right. I agree with that. You know that's what speed limits are for, right? And uh-huh. like but when it comes to the Torah and it comes to the scriptures. Do you obey what the scripture says, which God says to do, or do you obey man, what man says to do? And these three guys chose to believe God. And um, it says, uh, Nebuchadnezzar responded and said to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, if you are ready, at that moment, you hear the sound of the flute and and the different instruments, bagpipe, and all kinds of music to fall down and worship the image that I have made very well. But if you do not worship, you will immediately cast in the midst of a fiery furnace. And then it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer concerning this matter. If it be, if it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. And if everybody knows the story, they we were you know they were saved from the fiery furnace. And so, mm-hmm. and then, um, so right there, there's a law given to worship this image. And even though it was thousands of years ago, people are still the same. It's a government king over his people. You have to do this, this, and this. You might as well put Gavin Newsom's name there, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, for sure. You know, so then, um, real quick, Dave, I just want to, in the no, book of Acts. take your time. We got lots of time. In the book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 16, um, the Holy Spirit has already fallen. The church has already been born in Jerusalem. And the word of God is spreading all around Jerusalem. And so it says in verse 16, 
um, there, he, uh, they did, um, Peter and John, I think it is, they did a, a miracle. They healed this guy and they were brought in before, before the, the leaders of Israel and saying, what are you doing? Well, how are you doing this? And they're saying, we're doing it in the name of Jesus. Well, you're not supposed to do this. Who gave you the authority? And, and they're just going at them. Um, and it says, uh, let me make sure we go down here, get the right one versus, I'm going to make it the right verse. All right. And it says, oh, I can't find it. I saw it today. Now I can't find it, folks. Um, one more time. Nope. Here it is. It is second sermon. And so Peter gives this, this sermon about Jesus and who he was and that these Pharisees that he, they're accusing him crucified him. And saying, well, this very person that you crucified is the very person we're doing this for. And he's the one giving us the authority to do this, not you. Our authority comes from God. And that's my point. And so the prophet goes into this big, long sermon. He basically, I can't find it, but he basically says, they tell him, you're not to speak of this anymore to the people. He tells Peter, you're not to speak of this anymore. You're going to be quiet about it. He goes, you know. Basically, I'm paraphrasing. He goes, you know what? You make your mind up. We're going to speak for God, and you let him know what you think about that. But we're going to keep mm-hmm. speaking for the Lord and healing and doing miracles. So you choose what you would do. And then they left. They went back out, and they started doing miracles again. But well, they that's came, chapter 5 of Acts? Um, let me see. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is, too. Uh, uh, that's the fire and... That's Ananias and Sapphira, chapter 5. Well, 529 is Peter and the apostles answered and said, we ought to be God rather than men. Yeah. Um, It is. Yes, I think you're right. No, it's not the one. But uh, it's very similar. Crazy old timer thing going. I actually wrote it down and it's still wrong. Gosh, (laughs) I can't put on COVID. I wish I could blame it on COVID, but I can't. So, but basically in both passages, orders were given to these people to obey the government, to obey authorities, and they chose not to. Are they wrong? They're not wrong. Because in that, the, both those cases, the law of the land violated God's law. And so when the law of the land of a government starts violating and walking over the scriptures of what God says to do, that's when believers have to say, Okay, okay, this is out of hand. Um, they're telling us we can't worship in our churches because of this sickness. Now they're telling us we have to wear a mask when we sing. Now they're telling us we can't sing, only the worship team can sing. Right. Now they're telling us we can't go to church on a certain day. Now they're telling us we can only have 10 people in a church, not 500 or 25. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a guy in England, it just happened yesterday, no, excuse me, it was in Canada, British Columbia, I think, and it was on Gorka, America First radio program, and uh, a lot of you might have heard that today. It was really amazing that this pastor, was, uh, I don't remember the church, but um, the the um, police come in, and they're shutting the service down and saying it's an illegal service, and this guy goes off on them, but in a good way. He says, who are you to say what God can do? Who right. are you? you are a Nazis, you're communists, and you're coming here and telling us that we can't worship our God. Our God 
gave us orders to worship him and we're going to worship him. And if you don't like it, you can leave. And he came against these guys and they left. Good. They didn't get arrested. And it was on America first on the radio station for Sebastian Gorka. Maybe you guys who are listening can YouTube it and listen to it or watch it. But it was amazing. And uh, this guy came against the police of Canada. They were going to, they were going to shut him down, take him to jail. And he came against him and they backed off. Nice. I guess my point is with these vaccines, if, if you really feel in your heart you need to take the vaccine, you take it. But if you do the research and you know what we're saying is true here, Dave and I, about these vaccines, then you need to really think about what you need to do there. Because you, you need. I guess what I'm trying to say is we're living in a time right now, folks, where the lines are drawn and there's no more playing Christian. That's done. That's right. There's no more going to church with a smile on your face when you're dying on the inside, but you don't want people to know what's going on in your own home. Those days are done. Mm-hmm. COVID ended that, and God is using COVID to purge the church. And so there's day, those days are gone of being a fake Christian. Right. You're a Christian, you know the Lord, or you're not. If you're not a believer and you don't want to go to church anymore, then stop going and quit making a mockery of it. But if right. you're a believer in your heart and you know the Lord and you're struggling, it doesn't matter if you're struggling. God doesn't struggle. He never struggles, and he mm-hmm. is, and he will help us if we just cry out to him, as Psalms 34 says to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the time we're living, and this COVID is drawing the line down the church. Some churches have closed completely and still aren't open. Some have opened partially, which is good. Some never closed, and the ones that never closed got a lot of flack from the church. They got a lot of flack saying, you're in sin how could you do this? You need to obey. Right. You need to obey this. You know what? They're obeying God. Mm-hmm. Our, our, one of our amendments, I think, is the freedom of religion, freedom to, to it's worship. The First Amendment, yeah. Right. The First Amendment. Thank you. I'm having an old timers tonight. Not enough coffee or something, but man. So that's right. And so this vaccine, this virus, is attacking our faith. It's not attacking our bodies as much as attacking our faith. For what is the body? It's just a temporary vessel. We're going to live in heaven forever. And so we are commanded, as you see the day of the Lord approaching, not to forsake the assembling together of the saints, as some have got accustomed to. Exactly. We don't need to get accustomed to missing church. We need to be in church. And if you're in a church that doesn't want to meet, find one. Find, start your own right. Bible in your own home, like it was in the beginning. Go ahead, Dave. I could see you're wanting to do something. No, um, what I wanted to do is um, the rest of that. Well, there's a scripture that's in uh, Acts chapter five that's uh, very similar to what you read, and um, so it says about the uh, the. Um, church leaders, or I would say the rabbinical leaders, when they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. And then it says, then there stood up one in the council, a Pharisee named Gamaliel. And Gamaliel's cool. He's the one that taught Paul. (laughs) It says, the doctor of the law had a reputation among all the people and commanded to put the apostles a little forth a little space. 
and said unto them, Men of Israel, take heed to yourselves that ye intended what ye intend to do to these men. For before these days rose up, Thutius um, boasted himself to be somebody to whom a number of men, um, about 400, joined them who was slain, and all of the many of the, that obeyed him were scattered and brought to naught. And I'm going to shorten this up a little. Then it talks about um, another guy that uh, proclaimed his best self to be somebody and then um, turned out to be nobody. But in uh, 538, it says, Now as I say unto you, refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel be the work of men, it will come to naught. But if it be the be of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest happily ye be found even to fight against God. So these people that are um, Newsom and Brown and um, all the other um, libtards that are out there, pardon me for saying that, but I, I'm not too crazy about some of these leaders. Yeah. Um, they, um, they're fighting against God. And you know, the Bible says it's a terrible thing to be in the be uh, caught in the hands of the living God. That's right. Wow. And uh, it's not a good place to be. And, um, yes, they're getting away with it now, but they're not going to get away with it forever. And uh, I would not want to be in their moccasins one iota when it comes to the end, uh, when it comes to the great throne judgment. And and um, people are being thrown like darts left and right into the lake of fire. Um, so... Uh, Know that that God is fighting for you, and that He is. Um, if, if you're obedient to Him, then He's going to honor that. Um, just as uh, Gamaliel said, you know, don't fight against these guys; they're of God. Um, in the same way, you, we, we're, we're saying that if you're of God, you should be obeying God and not not men. Um, it's it's really sad to watch, and you know. And I'll argue till the cows come home that with the church, a lot of it has to do with the 501c3. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you come out against the government, the government pulls your 501c3, your your wealthy donors hey, say, hey, you know, we can't get a tax deduction anymore. We're going to quit giving. And uh, because the church counted on them instead of God and counted on the money instead of uh, the Holy Spirit, the church folds. And a whole bunch of people get hurt. When a church goes down like that, people get hurt really bad. Because there's always good people there's always good people in churches like that. You know, they're they, they want to obey God. They wanna they wanna see the church prosper and stuff, and then they see things just fall apart and it's uh you know, it, it could cause PTSD. I know that um, every time that I, I go into a new church, I you know, for the first two or three times I'm looking around. I'm yeah. watching people. I'm like, you know, what's that guy up to, you know, or, or you know, we're worshiping. Why are, is that group back there talking, you know, um, a whole bunch of different things. You know, this is supposed to be worship. Why is that guy playing the drums up there? You know, I, I can't, you know, that's that's a pet peeve of mine that, I will, you know, will probably be with me till the day I die. Um, with praise, it's fine. But with worship, that's a different thing. There is a difference. Um, mm-hmm. But... Um, you know, to uh, so that's that's the uh, compromise I see in the church. A lot of it, yeah. a lot of it is bad teaching. You know, like yeah. you said, you know, you're you're a sinner and you're going against God if you don't obey a government. 
Um, Jesus said to render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and render unto God the things that are God's. Well, going to church is something of God. It's not something of Caesar. But yeah. the church has turned it into something of Caesar because of the 501c3. Um, I will be glad someday when that that uh, 501c3 is taken away. Um, if Trump would have been president again, um, and if he is in the future, um, he promised to take that away, and, and that will be something I'll be very glad to see because yeah. then we might see the real church come back again. Um, but uh, there, there's too many people in churches that are there for wealth and power and status. And uh, um, anyway, I don't want to go down that rabbit that, that rabbit trail. But um, anyway, this um, this whole vaccine thing is, uh, like you said, Brian, it, it's part of a it's one play in, in a gigantic football game. Yeah. You know, it, it really is, and it, it's it uh, it's a it's a hail mary right now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, totally. and uh, it's uh, right now. They're doing everything they can. So. Yeah, yeah, and and they're coming against the American people, and I'm I'm hoping and praying that the American spirit or the spirit of being an American um, has not been destroyed by by the leftists over all these years i read um where did i read this or did barbara read it it was um about um christian youth that are taking back christianity uh they're a bunch of uh, millennials of all people and they're starting to realize that um Oh, they're taking back the Republican Party is what they want to do. That's what it was. But they're, they're believers, and they, and they want to turn things back to the way they were. They wanted the country to become more conservative, to, right. uh, to honor God instead of uh, honoring mankind and, and Satan, for that matter. Um, right. and, uh, and they're growing in number every day. They're growing in number. And it's not just whites. It's whites, blacks. Hispanics and everything else, uh, they, they've seen that the system doesn't work. And and they want what, what we once had, or even better, as a matter of fact. And, um, you know, we got to remember to keep them in prayer. I think that in, in the days to come that the the millennials are going to really surprise us. They're going to rise up like, like no other generation ever has. And they're really going to um, be on fire for God. And they're going to um, they're not just going to lay over like um, most of our generation has and um, mm-hmm. other generations, you know, but they're they're going to press forward until they get what they want. I've noticed that about millennials, you know, they'll, they'll use any tactic that they can to get what they want. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, um, and and it's, it could be a bad thing, but uh, for the most part, in this case, it's a good thing. And uh, we need to pray for for the millennial generation and the generation after that. Um, you know, their children, the millennials' children, because yeah. um, we're leaving them this world, and this world is not a pretty place to be in right now. And um, it could get worse, but it could get a lot better if if we uh, all band together and do something about it. I um, I'm kind of you know the the um, the leftists have shot themselves in the foot, so to speak. Um, they had a good thing when they had um, allies of the African-American community. Um, 
I, I can't remember. Yeah, it was Lyndon Johnson when he, he passed the um, – it wasn't the New Deal. It was ever that um, that deal that he passed back in 1965. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now to save my life, but basically it started welfare and it started um, – and all these social programs and everything, which in themselves, it was a good idea. But everything that people create seems to get corrupted. And um, he made a phrase one day that he, and I'm not going to use the word, um, I'm just going to say these people instead of that word. Um, he, says, he says, I'll have these people eating out of the Democrats' hands for the next 200 years. Wow. And, and um, so what, what he intended to do was make um, economic and social slaves out of African-Americans or blacks, um, depending on what, what you like to be called. But um, anyway, um, and for a long time it worked. But uh, what they see now is they see all the Hispanics coming over the border. So now they're they're shifting their I've got to here. I got to get back on here so I can see myself. OK. Uh, now they're shifting their their attention to the Hispanics coming over the border and anybody else that's coming over because it's not just Hispanics. There's Iranians coming over the border. There's you name it. Um, they're, they're infiltrating into Latin America and coming up. And um, and you can and you can prove that because they're finding prayer mats as Islamic prayer mats and stuff on our side of the border. But um, anyway, um the, the focus of the Democrats has shifted to them now, and they've left the African Americans or blacks out in the um, out in the cold. You know, yeah. we don't need you anymore. We've used you for all we can use you for. We don't need you anymore. And what a rife time to pick up the um, to pick up the black community and say, "Band with us." You know, band yeah. with us. First of all, you need Jesus if you don't have Jesus. And yeah. a lot of white Americans need Jesus too. Don't get me wrong, but um, you know, uh, become our brothers and in a fight against uh, a very hostile and barbaric um, new world order that wants to make us all slaves. You know, um, it, it's something that we really need to pray about, and we really need to have God achieve for us um, to get into the hearts of, of Black Americans and just say, hey. You know, this and, and white Americans, too. I don't want to leave anybody out, but to say, you know, there's there's no difference. We're all Americans. We're not black Americans. We're not white Americans. We're not Italian Americans or Portuguese Americans. You know, we're, we're just Americans. And and we need to have that attitude and just say, um, I think it's OK to say Christian Americans or believers, um, because that's our, our real um, allegiance, so to speak. Yeah. You know, um, our allegiance is to the Lamb of God, not to the system of this world, no matter what it is. But um, if we live in something that's the best thing that there is right now on Earth, we should respect it and like it. But um, anyway, um, so we need to hope and pray that we can all get together and all love one another and all just realize that, you know, the, the screws are being put to the whites as, as much as they're being put to the blacks as much as they're being put to Hispanics that came here legally because um, they don't like what's going on either. And, um, and we need to everybody to realize that we're all in this together, you know, mm-hmm. and, and all get along 
And boy, what a what a force, what a political force, what a religious force, what a spiritual force we would be if we could just do that. Yeah, and true. so if you if you're um, white, black, um, Latino, uh, whatever your color is, and you and you're listening, you know, let's let's get over all this muckety muck that we've had all these years, and let's band together and let's fight these. Um, illegitimate sons i'm gonna say i'm not gonna say the word um <laughs> and uh fight them and win we can win we really can and uh if god is for us who can be against us so right. i'm gonna end my discourse with that but hey, um yeah um i found that i got it's just a pet peeve i gotta read the verse because i found it no go for it yeah um and when this is uh this is peter and when they had summoned them, they commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than to God, you be the judge. For we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. And so that says it right there, you know, what we were talking about. And um and, and like what you just said about what's going on politically with all the different races in America and how the Democrats have basically put everybody against everybody. And right. when you fight amongst yourselves, you can't get anything done. That's right. And, yeah. and, and, and God all made us in his image. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. It has, it's irrelevant. It's, it's God looks at the heart, what's inside of every man. And Jesus died for every nation, every tribe, every tongue. Yeah. And in Revelation chapter four, there's a huge worship uh, uh, worship service in heaven, and it says every tribe, every nation, every t- tongue under heaven is at this service in heaven. Mm-hmm. Every believer of every 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 ethnic group, everybody is there, and we're all worshiping and falling down before the Lord in this massive. Hundreds of millions of believers and hundreds of millions of angels are there. And we're all there in unison and unity, worshiping the Lord. Right. And we're not worried about the skin color or our politics or or anything. The only thing on our mind is, I wish I had more to give him. I wish I could. Right. We throw our crowns at his feet, he said the 24 elders, and, and we throw our crowns at him. We, we're giving him all the things that we work so hard on the earth to get. We just give it to him, and we want to give more. And that's what what it is. Uh, that's that's what we need. And while you were speaking, and, and uh, it was really good, um, the Lord put on my mind, and I haven't done this before, but the Lord put on my mind, and I just want to speak plainly if it's okay, Dave, Sure. Uh, He put on my mind that there's people in our audience, uh, women especially, more than one, and that your husband or your your significant other is unsaved. And you're a believer, and there's a conflict between that, and you can't relate with your husband spiritually, and it's really affecting your relationship. And it's hurting your relationship, and he actually, um, the husband, um, mocks you sometimes, and oh, you're going to go to church, or what are you praying for? And mocks you, and 
is, is really hurting you, but you know your husband doesn't know the Lord, so you know you don't try to take it as personal, but it still hurts. And you're having a hard time. You're getting weary in this relationship. And it's more than one person that's listening to this. It's several for sure. And I don't want to get in too much detail, but I could, but because uh, it's online and it's personal. But uh, just know the Lord sees what you're going through. You are a believer. He will take care of you. He will take care of your husband. You need to, to hang in there. Um, and I see one particular situation where it's getting physical. You need to leave. And your friends are saying you can't because you're a Christian. Yeah, you can. If you're physically being hurt, you can leave. And God totally understands that. That's and right. You need to leave tonight, like mm-hmm. now, because your your well-being is in danger. And then there's some of you that you're not in danger physically, but emotionally you're being beat up every single day with his words. And you need to bring that to the Lord and you need to get counsel and don't isolate yourself during COVID. And that's one of the things the enemy is using COVID is isolating Christians that are going through it. Nobody to talk to. You need to find somebody to talk to. Call somebody at church or a sister or a friend. Uh, and you need to not be alone because in this by yourself because it's, it's going to just destroy you. Yeah, not mm-hmm. destroy it completely, but it's it's really going to wreak havoc in your life. And so um, I just want to say to these people who are going through this tonight, God sees what you're going through. He's a, res- he's a God of rescue. He's a God of wisdom. He's a God of love and compassion and mercy. And Psalms 34 says, um, the righteous cry out and God hears them and delivers them out of all their troubles. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers them out of them all. Um, it says you were crushed in spirit and God will deliver you. Uh, God is close to the brokenhearted, Psalms 34, and hears your words of prayer. So I just want to put that out there. I haven't done this before, Dave, but as mm-hmm. you were speaking, it really came strong to me. There's some women out there really going through it tonight. And the, for the ones that are physically being threatened, you need to leave. Right. Anyway. Right. No, that's true because that's that's breaking the vows. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 um, uh, when we get married, we become one flesh. Yeah. And when one part of the flesh starts hurting, the other part of the flesh that you know the whole body hurts, and um, so uh, sometimes there needs to be a separation. I'm trying to think of a a good example in the medical field, and I can't. I'm sorry, but. Um, just sometimes uh, things need, uh, need. oh, well, you know, you could look at somebody, um, uh, husband and wife, maybe that uh, the wife or the husband comes down with a sickness. And, um, and I hate to use COVID, so I'm not, but I'll use something else, uh, some other bacterial thing where you can't actually go in. That person's got to be isolated. You know, they nobody could go in there except for nurses that are gowned up and doctors that are gowned up and stuff like that. So uh, there there can be a separation of one body, uh, meaning a husband and wife, without um, de- without it being detrimental. Okay, right. and if if um, there's there's nothing worse, no, nothing more cowardly than a man that beats on a woman. 
you know. Um, yeah. I, I think ex- execution is too good for them. Um, but that's my own feeling. Uh, so don't kill them, okay? Um, but anyway, um, it's it's just um, you're you're given permission to leave if if the other party's being unfaithful, okay? And when another one of the parties is beating on the other party, they're being unfaithful. Okay, because being faithful means to love, honor, respect, cherish, um, until death do us part, uh, things like that. And that's part, that's what wedding vows are all about. And if you're dishonoring the wedding vows, you're dishonoring the, the marriage. And if you're dishonoring the marriage, then you're basically, um, not having any fidelity in the marriage and you, you got to go. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't fault women that do that either. You know, um, you don't do any, you don't do your kids any good if you're, if you're not there anymore. You don't do your mother and father any good if you're not there anymore. Um, you know, you don't do yourself any good if you're not there anymore. And uh, so don't let somebody rob that from you. Get out while the getting's good. Um, and, and Brian, those things are always welcome on this show, by the way. <laughs> You know, that was a word of knowledge. And um, I'm going to make sure that when we end, I put I post this right away on uh, on Rumble and a couple of other places where it goes just so that that message gets out. And um, because you said tonight and I think tonight that message needs to be heard by somebody. So um, anyway, um, yeah, it's personal relationships are are. Man, there's some of the hardest things in this world to do. You know, it's I got to look up more at the camera. I keep staring at the stupid circle in front of my face. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, those those who endure to the end will be saved, like Yeshua promised. And um, anyway, uh, so there's as for as many people. That are speaking out for the the um, the vaccine. Just to go back to that real quick, um, for every person that's speaking out for it, there's like twenty or thirty that are speaking out against it. It's just you don't hear it because the powers that be don't want you to hear it. Bill Gates doesn't want you to hear that uh, because he'd rather you and I be gone. He said more than once that he wants to um, lower the population of the earth. And if he's if Bill Gates is for something, you should definitely be against it. <laughs> yeah. Except maybe the Windows program because it's so necessary in our lives anymore. But um, it's just uh, any of these guys. George Soros, if he's for it, you should be against it. Um, and you should realize that that they're not for you. They're they're not for you at all. They're they're for themselves and they're for the new world order, and they're for. Um, I, it's funny, you know, Brian, the other night I did a um, a um, Gamatria study on um, Richard Dolan. He's a UFO historian. Mm-hmm. and um, But I started working on one for another uh, exopolitics person. And what I realized when I was doing a study is that, yeah, these people are dangerous, you know, because they, they want to bring – fallen angels into the skies of aliens into our lives into society 
and things like that. And um, so they're dangerous. But at the same time, they're doing what, what Yahweh wants them to do because if they're what they're doing becomes a reality, it, it brings us that much closer on the clock that's ticking to the return of Yeshua. That's right. So, yeah. you know, I can understand now, after realizing that, I can understand why I'm supposed to pray for this person, even though they're set against me and against you, Brian, and against anybody that loves Yeshua. Um, they're, they're bringing this about so that he has to come back. Um, he said that if uh, unless he comes back early, unless he shortens time, very little flesh would be saved, if any. And um, I know that he wants flesh to be saved, so he's going to come back early. But um, so he, he thinks it's that important that he's going to shorten time in order in order for um, whoever's here to be saved. And a lot of people think that's the Jewish nation. That's probably what it is. But anyway, um, so that in mind, um, you know, praying for somebody that's totally set against you, although it seems totally foreign and totally against everything that makes sense on earth, in heaven, or anywhere else in God's creation, um, you know, if you, if you pray for them, they're, you, you're probably uh, inclusive in that prayer is probably praying for the return of Yeshua. So um, I know that sounds weird. I know it sounds um, anticlimatical. It sounds um, it sounds like something uh, somebody that doesn't know about anything would say. But just think about it. You're um, <clears throat> when you pray for your enemies, you're praying for the return of Yeshua. And boy, I'll tell you, if it happened tomorrow, I'd be one happy camper. Um, yeah. it's just this, yeah. this world really stinks right now, you know, and, and we're just at the beginning of it. Um, there's people in other countries that have been persecuted for, for decades, if not hundreds of years, uh, believers that is. And, um, you know, right now, even with all this, um, trouble that we're experiencing, it's not as bad as it could be, or it's not as bad as it will get before he finally comes back to get us. But, um, so, uh, I think we need to count our blessings. I know a lot of us, you know, we want to, you know, oh Lord, this, <clears throat> this situation hurts, this, this, uh, this hurts, that hurts. But, um, and I'm not talking against what Brian said about, you know, the situation he brought up. Far, far be it from that. But, um, for those of us that think that we have it hard now, um, it may be harder later. So let's be thankful now for what we have and, um, and not bellyache so much. Um, and I'm talking about finances and stuff like that. Um, not where people are being hurt, but finances and, and jobs and stuff like that. Um, once somebody once called America, the, the home of the richest poor people in the world. And, um, it's it's funny because you can you can walk in some of the worst neighborhoods even here in Oregon and you can see some of the some people that are um, very well nourished I'm going to put it that way um, and uh, and wonder you know these people are poor but they're they're thriving 
you know, how's that happening? Well, you know, well, they're eating junk food and stuff like that. So, but anyway, um, we, we really have to be thankful for what we have and, um, not be anxious for what we need tomorrow. Um, I had a guy tell me that, um, last week when I was talking with him, you know, things were kind of piling up over here on this end and, and, um, you know, I felt like a little overwhelmed and I uh, talked with somebody and, uh, you know, part of the plan was to uh, just be thankful for what I have and know that. And and for somebody in his position to say this, it was miraculous because he says, and just realize that you have somebody that's higher than you that's taking care of you. And I, I never thought I would hear something like this from this person, you know. And I think maybe I thought, man, is this guy a believer? Because he basically he's telling me because, you know, as, as a counselor or whatever, you can't tell people about the Lord. It's against the law. Um, unless you unless they specifically go in for biblical counseling, then it's OK. But mm-hmm. so I think in his own way, he was telling me, hey, I'm a believer. I know what you're going through. I know that you believe in God and that you just need to rest in him. And know that everything is going to be okay. And I was like, wow, that's pretty neat. You know, the guy gave me basically a, a version of the gospel um, without giving me the religious version of the gospel, so to speak. And um, and I took a lot of solace in that, and I still do. Yes, things are still kind of complicated, but, you know, things will get better. And, um you know, read if if you're really having a hard time, read the Beatitudes. I think it's was it Mark chapter five or Matthew chapter five? I think is where it starts. The Beatitudes, where uh, Yeshua starts talking about who's blessed. You know, blessed are the peacemakers because they will be called the sons of God. Um, uh, and he he calls us a little flock. Blessed are you, little flock. Uh, calls us children in that in 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 there and. Um, it's just uh, very comforting, very comforting. Like um, uh, a lot of us don't have our fathers and our mothers around anymore. And um, just hearing something like that just makes you feel so much better to know that he is watching and he is taking care of us. And he does he does care. And he um, while he's not readily seen, he's seen in the things that he does for us, you know, Um and in some of the most bizarre situations I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, let me share one with you. I um, I was in a terrible work situation one time. Um, I was working for people that were very worldly and or with people that were very worldly, and the boss was less than adequate. I, I think that would be a nice thing to say about him. Um, but anyway, um, I prayed for months, Lord, get me out of here. Lord, get me out of here. You know, and and got no answer. And then one day I got a call from a good friend of mine um, who always, uh, if you, I don't know if you've ever heard of people that are hard luck people. They, um, you know, it seems like everything bad that can happen can happen to them. And he was one of those types. And, um, and you know, whenever I would give him money, I'd say, you know, you don't have to pay this back. This This is a gift, you know. If, if I make you a loan, I'm going to want it back, and so let's just make it a gift. So anyway, um, 
he called me up one day. They couldn't meet the rent. You know, can can you lend me some money? And I, the Lord put the the figure two hundred dollars into my head, and I said okay. Now, Barry, I was miserable, and I could have used that money to you know to live off of and just quit my job because that's how bad it was. Um, but I, you know, I I sent him the money, and um, later that day, I got calls from two people that I put jobs in for two different employers, and they started battling each other about who was going to get me. You know, one would call me up and say, well, I'm going to pay you this, and I'd say, well, the other guy just said he's going to pay me a dollar more. Well, I'll meet that. You know, and then I'd call the other guy up, and I'd say, well, the guy's going to meet your price, you know, um, and he's going to give me benefits. Well, I can give you benefits, and I'll meet his. I mean, this is this was like going to an auction for jobs. It was hilarious. Yeah. And finally, one of them couldn't, couldn't, you know, cut the mustard for the last thing. And, um, and I ended up getting another job that was much better. And it was all because, um, you know, I had compassion for my friend. And, um, you know, when, when the need came, I, I, it was weird because I, if you knew me, if you knew me in money, it's, it's a very complicated thing. Uh, but, um, Anyway, I just I felt joy giving it to him. I really did because I knew it would help him and his family. You know, he'd be able to use his money to put food on the table and and to feed his family and stuff like that. And and uh, I told him it's a gift. Don't want it back. But um, anyway, so that's you know that's the things that we need to be doing for one another. You know, not just monetarily, but in prayer. Um, you know, you're, there's an old lady that lives next door maybe, and she's got a bunch of leaves that need to be raked up. Yeah. Um, you know, what's it going to take, an hour to go next door and rake up all her leaves and put them in trash bags and put them out on the curb? You know, uh, an old man that can't take care of himself anymore, you know, go over and help him. Um, a young mother who just uh, maybe left her husband or he left or whatever, um, maybe she's in need and, um, you know, you, you just ask the Lord to lead you into situations and places that, that you can be used at. You'd be surprised where he'll take you. It's, it's really amazing. It really is. So, um, so, you know, again, if, uh, like Brian said earlier, if, if you took the vaccine, first of all, it's not the mark of the beast. Second of all, you're not going to hell. Okay. Uh, third, you um, God will protect you uh, from anything that uh, the devil has formed against you. Nothing formed against you will prosper, is what Scripture says. Just write it off as a little bleep in the radar and move on. That's all. And um, and next time, study a little harder before you do something like that. But it's it's no big deal. You know, um, people think I'm, you know, oh, you're get. I don't, I don't believe that believers should, should get tattoos after they're saved. Um, and I've, I've been called to the carpet on that several times. Um, and I, and I still hold firm to that. It's a Torah command. But anyway, um, but I will not condemn somebody that got tattoos before they were saved. Something they did before they were saved. I mean, even if you did it after you saved and if, and you didn't know it was wrong. Well, big deal. That's what grace is all about. That's what forgiveness is all about. That's why Jesus came. Yeshua, he came for, He came to forgive. And when he hung on that cross, and you may not believe this, but 
when he hung on that cross and he was dying, he saw you. He's, I believe he saw everybody's lives and uh, what he was dying for and who he was dying for and the sins that he was paying for by his blood. And I think that's what made him able to go to the cross and, and to lay down his life. Um, people are always like, oh, they killed Jesus. No, Jesus is quite clear. Yeshua said, um, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down. He was the Lamb yeah. of God. That was his job. That's what he came here to do, and he did it. And it's because of that that we can walk in freedom and in liberty, not worrying about the little poo-poo mistakes that we make every once in a while. Uh, of course, asking for forgiveness for them when they happen, but at the same time, realizing that, okay, well, I asked for forgiveness and I confess, so I'm forgiven. I'm moving on. You know, um, it's that easy. A lot of religions make it hard. A lot of um, the mainline religions, you know, you got to say three male Hail Marys for our fathers and genuflect a half a dozen times before the priest before you get forgiveness. Yeah. And then and then you go to purgatory and, and wait until God's ready to accept you. <laughs> That's not the God we serve. The God we serve is the God of mercy and since and from the time that Adam sinned he planned on dying for me and you. And uh, even before then. And um Oh what a mighty God we serve, right, Brian? Man. Yeah. I mean so, wow. Yeah, I mean, I've been saved for a long time like you, and I look back on my life, which has been a blur. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like a little bleep. Um, I look back on the things, like I said earlier, what I used to worry about, and they, all, they never materialized. And he always came through. Somehow, he always came through. And mm-hmm. whether you trusted him or not, he still came through. It's, it's a lot easier to trust him when you go through it, because you're not as anxiety filled and worried because you're trusting him. Right. But when you, you fret and worry, which we all do, it just makes it harder. And it reminds me um, how the Bible's say 2000 years old, the, the, the Torah and, the, and, and people, and, and now there's a push out there to this new movement that's going on is to get rid of the Bible. It's happening right now. This new in churches. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in churches, and to change the scripture and take out things that are offensive. And and today I did a little word study because I've heard this before. And in um, Genesis 5, it gives the genealogy of Adam. And it gives Adam, beset, you know, let's see how does it go. Adam, and there was Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Mahala, Jared. Uh, Mahalel, yeah. Mahalel, Methuselah, and Lamech. I think there's eight. See, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So in this genealogy, somebody, you know, I hear all the time, the Bible's old-fashioned. It's outdated. That's what the left is telling us, that the scriptures are outdated. Our constitution's outdated. And what's our constitution built on? It's built on God. It's mm-hmm. on the principles of the, of the Ten Commandments, basically, our yeah. constitution. So I did a little word study, and I've heard this before, but I forgot about it. And if you just bear with me one like couple of minutes, sure. basically, the definition for Adam is man. The definition for Seth is appointed. Okay, uh, Enosh, 
subject to death. That's what the name means. Keenan. Uh, Keenan, did I pronounce it right? Keenan, uh, yeah. Yeah, sorrowful. Uh, sorrowful. Uh, what was the Mahala? Mahalel. Mahalel. From the presence of God. That's what it means. Jared, one comes down. Enoch, dedicated. Methuselah, dying he shall send. Lamech, um, to the poor and lowly. Noah, comfort. And so I've read it, I wrote it all down. If I could read this, this is yeah. what it all means in a sentence. Okay, uh-huh. these are the generations of Adam. There's nine of them. Every name is their definite. What I read is what their name means. And this, and, and do you tell me if the Bible's outdated? Um, you know, let me make sure I got it down right. Uh, Man appointed subject to death, sorrowful from the presence of God. One comes down dedicated, dying he shall send um, to the poor and lowly rest and comfort. Right. That's the, the gospel. gospel. The Genesis. In, in, yeah. That's the gospel in the first nine generations from Adam. And so what are the odds of each person name in a row? that the meaning of their name makes that sentence. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying here to everybody that's listening and watching us, that the Bible is accurate. It's 100% true. You can rely on it. It won't let you down. It, it says in the scriptures, it's a breathed living document. It's a living document. It's a science book. It's a history book. It's a family relationship book. It's how to raise kids, how to work at your job. Everything you need to know about life actually is in the first five books of the Torah. It's the Torah. But even more so, through the whole, all the scriptures, it's a living, active, breathing word. and says God breathed it, literally spoke through man to write it down. And so when you read the scriptures, you're reading literally the words of God. Mm-hmm. And and I say that because there's so many things out there now. The constitution, okay, our constitution, the left is saying it needs to be updated. It needs to be corrected. It's old fashioned. It's out of date. That these these amendments and these things aren't, they were meant for 100 years ago, 200 years ago, but they don't work now with our new consciousness in this country. So they want to eliminate the First Amendment, the Second Amendment. They want to get rid of all these amendments and put in what they want. Basically, is dictatorship. So, and one of the things they want to do, folks, is they want to get rid of the scriptures. They literally want to outlaw the Bible. I never thought I would see this, but it's happening right now. Yeah. It's happening right now. I mean, Dr. Seuss, they got rid of Dr. Seuss. Okay. Big deal, right? That's just a step. They get rid of Seuss, they get rid of this, next thing you know, it's the Bible. Next thing you know, folks, it's going to be against the law to read a Bible anywhere except your home, and that will be outlawed one of these days. So, and they say it's old-fashioned, it's outdated. I just read the gospel, How to Get to Heaven, in the first nine generations of Adam. Thousands of years before Jesus was even born, it was here, Mm -hmm. in the name. That's right. There's a code in the Bible. There's a Bible code. There, the, you know, um, 
words mean things. When you say something to somebody, words means that it talks about in Proverbs, the tongue is like a fire. It can, you can, it can build up or it can destroy somebody. And I, I have said things in my life I regret and, and done. And it's like, but I can't take it back. But right. thank God there's mercy and grace and forgiveness. But my point mm-hmm. is your tongue, what you say, your words mean something. Well, God, when he speaks, he means something. And I could tell you tonight, just by reading this, and this was placed in there thousands of years ago, before Jesus was born, before there was any anything of a, of a Messiah, that when God says he'll take care of you, he will take care of you. Yeah. He, said, he says that you don't need to be afraid. Jesus, One of the things Jesus said a lot, if you read the Gospels, he said this a lot, don't be afraid. Don't mm-hmm. fear. Fear not. He said it, I think, more than anything. Uh, it was, it was teaching was all about fear. Why was he talking about fear? Because we're in fear. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're in fear of everything. And before Jesus came, man was in fear of death. Now, as a believer, I don't fear death. I mean, I don't want to go down in a fiery ball of twisted steel. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. But I'm not afraid of dying, and I'm not going to go out and do anything about that. But... I know where I'm going, and Dave, and, and you know where you're going. So we have this yeah. assurance in us that there's more than this life. And so that takes that fear away. But there's mm-hmm. other fear, and that's why during COVID, uh, depression is up, alcohol, drug is up, uh, loneliness, and, and all these things are up. Pot smoking is off the charts now. Everybody's smoking pot, especially down here. It's everywhere down here. Yeah, up here too. Yeah. Did, you get out of the call at, uh, the car at Walmart, and you get blasted with pot smoke. And it's the next guy over. And you're like, oh, God, can he do it? And you, you get a little ear, at least I do. But then I start thinking, why is he smoking? What's he covering up? What's hurting? People do things to cover up the pain that's in their heart. We all do it. All that's of right. us. And so and a lot of it is fear. And God came to take fear and throw it away. Now, if you're fearful tonight, don't be afraid. Because if you know, if you're a believer, when you go to bed, God will allow you to go to sleep. And when you wake up, He will wake you up. He'll give you the heart, the, the heart, the beat of your heart, and the breath to wake up. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it, it says, "Don't fear man who can destroy the body, but fear God who can destroy the body and the soul and throw him into hell." That's right. And if you're a believer and uh, and a Christian. That's not where you're going. You're going to heaven. And until you go there, Jesus has promised in the scriptures to take care of you. Mm-hmm. He's promised to take care of you. In Matthew uh, 6, I think verse 18, it says, See the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap, but your heavenly Father knows what they need, and he takes care of them. Paraphrasing, how much more valuable are you than a bird? Right. So, and so if he can take care of a bird and he sees a bird when it falls to the ground, he's concerned about it. How much more when you pray? And if you're going through it right now and you feel like you can't pray or God doesn't hear you, that's a lie from the devil. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be totally filled with the spirit. You don't have to just have read 20 books of the Bible. You don't have to just been to church. You could have just been in the middle of sin and you cry out to him. He will hear you. Right. He will answer you. He just wants you to cry out. That's right. You know, and and so you have not because you ask not. Yeah. yeah. 
And I, I always go back to this because it, what else is there to go to? If we just talked about COVID and about the vaccines and about all this without Yeshua in there, why? What's it all about? And that's why Dave and I, we talk about Yeshua and we bring Yeshua into the subjects of all these things because that's what's different about our podcast, I think, because we try, both of us try our best to tie it to what God is saying. Right. And God made exactly. may not be a scripture in the Bible. It's a principle of the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't always quote every verse, but there's principles here. And the principle is that this nation that we live in was founded by believers. or I mean, say the godly men. Some were believers, some were not, but they feared the God. Were they perfect men? No, they were not perfect, but they feared God. They wrote a document called the Constitution. And uh, that document has survived, what, 200, almost 250 years. And yeah. now it's under attack. The COVID pandemic, see my air quotes, is a direct being, being used as a weapon against the Constitution to destroy the Constitution, to bring these coronious fake laws to take away our liberties and to take away our freedoms so we can be run by tyrannical government, by dictators. Right. That's bottom line. Yeah. That's happening. And the vaccine is being used to make us sick and to dumb us down so we will fall in line. And there are good vaccines out there. Not every vaccine is bad. Okay. But this one here, these they've just made in the last six months. <laughs> it takes five to ten years. They make it in six months. Right. Okay, right there should scare most people. So mm-hmm. And if you've taken it, like David said, you're going to be okay. You're a believer, you're fine. And don't worry about it. But wake up, America. We're losing our freedoms, and pretty soon, and I never thought I would say this, it's going to be against the law to go to church. It's going to be against the law to read the Bible. It's already happening in our northern border. It's happening in, in England. It's happening all around the world as we speak. It's not just in these communist countries anymore. It's not just in China anymore. It's not just in Iran. It's happening in our own country. And That's right. So take this information that we give and research it yourself and make your own decisions. But um, whatever decision you make, make sure it's a decision, if you're a Christian, that goes along with God's word and lines up with Scripture. If it doesn't line up with scripture, then you need to be careful um, because we're living in times that um, we're living in the last days, folks. The yeah. last days before the Lord returns, and then we're going to be in heaven with them. And this is our time to sow things on the earth that will last in heaven for us. Family, mm-hmm. friends, loved ones that need to know the Lord. I mentioned before, like you give a cup of water in God's name. Your reward is great in heaven. And there's a lot of people out there, and I drive around L.A. County all the time. I'm not saying L.A. County is just like this, but I can just see that people are going 100 miles an hour nowhere. And I don't mean just in a car, speed-wise, just in their life. And I catch myself doing the same thing. You just you do this task, that task. You're running through the day. Next thing you know, the day's over, a week's over. It's been a year. Now it's been 10 years. And you're looking right. back, what, what did I do? What if I, mm-hmm. and so 
God, uh, I believe the Lord, for me, wants me to slow down a little bit. Right. As they say, you know, Mm -hmm. and I find out what God wants me to do, not what God wants to do. And Mm -hmm. these vaccines and the aliens and Nephilim and all this, Dave, you said earlier, it was a great thing. It's, um, I can't remember the words you used, but it's it's a it's a bunch of small pieces that make a big puzzle. I guess I can't remember you use some terminology to sum it up all the stuff that's going on right now. I don't remember. I have to look, I have to watch the video. <laughs> Me too. Thank God this is recorded. I don't remember a thing I said tomorrow. So, but um, yeah, it's just all these things that we're that you see happening on the news, the viruses and the wars, the rumors of wars. The politics, it's all a huge picture puzzle being put together by the Lord. And soon the last piece will be put in the puzzle to finish it. And we're out of here. Yeah. Yep. Amen and amen. Yeah. Wow. Good show. Yeah, very good. Thanks, Dave. (laughs) No, my friend, my pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just, I just, um, I just hope. You know, my heart is that when people hear us, that they learn something. Obviously, I, I that's about that, and that they are better after that. It helps right. them because mm-hmm. there's here. so much, so much stuff out there that is so negative and so fearful. But we have nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, we have I feel like we're them. offering them this road, and on each side of the road, there's slime all over the place. Yeah. You know, and they can walk down the, the narrow path and avoid the slime. And slime right. grows in a swamp. So it's, That's right. All righty. Well, that having been said, I want to thank you folks for joining us tonight. Thank you for your, um, well, for just liking us. And, uh, yeah, and for, you. yeah, just for coming and, and spending time with us and um, and listening to us, what we have to say, and uh, it, it does come from the Lord, and we just pray that uh, what we say is um, a blessing to you, and as well as a lesson, and um, that you uh, just it applies to your life in every which way possible. Maybe that's the way we put it. So, those things haven't been said. I'm going to say good night. Good night, Brian. Hi, Dave. And I'll go ahead and stop this recording.